Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am so chemical. This is uh, a special episode. We have JT come back. Like it's funny because I recorded everything for November, December. Uh, I, well, for December, I was feeling good, but I said to myself, I said, man, I feel like we have one more story left in this, and sure enough, we sure did. And I, 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 I just, I called JT. And I said, let's just get right into it. So I'm, here's how I found out about the whole CM Punk thing, JT. Tell you know. So last yesterday, went to work. I usually don't work on Saturdays, but just went to work just to just to go, and you know, extra money is always good, right? So yeah. I'm sitting there, and I say, you know what? I'm gonna take a nap, and I watch I watch uh, Survivor Series later tonight, right? Pass out, wake up, the show's over. By the time I wake up, the press conference is on. I was like, wow, I must have been tired. I look at my phone, and I see JT's text message that says, "Wow, ordinary punk." I said, they did not do this. <laughs> I said they did not, and I actually did. I didn't watch anything on purpose. I watched it this morning, uh, yeah. mainly because I wanted to get all the, I wanted all the details to flow out because even the stuff I was seeing, to me, was clearly a work. Like I said it in, in the Monday episode that I recorded uh, before, um, I said Seth Rollins read the room. Like he clearly knew Punk was gonna be there, but he knew what the internet fans were expecting. So he, yeah. so he was just like, let me just feed into this. Let me build some hype. But also, by him reading the room, he knows what we all know. Everything that we know for WWE has just been blown up. Everything. And I want to say this before I bring JT in, give, give my quick thoughts on this. The, the more I know now the details that were let out, um, this was a Nick Khan call, and Nick Khan went to Triple H to make it happen. Vince McMahon had nothing to do with this. That's a big deal. The fact that Vince had nothing to do with it. So JT, let's just get right into it. What were your thoughts on Survivor Series? Give me your give me your gospel, brother. Uh, I had pretty much wrote off the WWE to Punk thing. So by the time we got to the press conference, and I was still processing what Triple H then went back to the CM Punk stuff. And then the bottle. I've been looking and monitoring social media all day. Liam work. They will have a WrestleMania 40 for his world championship. I don't think it dumbs down Randy Orton's return. It was great. Given that AEW was running a three-hour show to, to the pay-per-view, I have no problem with them going bang-bang at the end because you didn't think it was going to happen at the end. It was going to go on cult of personality here. Double A-plus to the WWE for being out there and talk about. Now CM Punk is going to be at Monday Night Raw in Nashville. That's what it is, man, for real. So, um, I'm actually kind of still processing everything myself. And I still believe in what I said two months ago. I still believe this is whack. (laughs) Uh, But I also still believe Tony Khan did what he had to do. He literally brought this man in. This man had the pick of the litter. But something I said on the Monday show, which is not even out yet because it's Sunday as we're recording this, I think sometimes some people can't handle power. The reason why Undertaker was seen as a locker room leader for so many years is because he didn't overabuse his power. I've never heard one person ever say that he abused his power. Now, he's made mistakes, and everyone, everyone has. Like, to me, Undertaker's biggest mistake was not giving Diamond Dallas Page a chance in 2001. Just burying him. He he did bury him, and Undertaker's admit since I buried him, so I'm not just saying that. But even with that being said, one mistake out of a 30 year career that's 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 I can't that's that's not bad. You know, it's not a bad ratio. 
I think CM Punk having the leadership role, air quotes, me doing air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, I think that doesn't fit his, I don't think that fits him. I think it fits him to maybe be like the kind of guy that you can go up to for advice every now and then, but he's still a very temperamental guy, and I do disagree with something Triple H said last night. Triple H said, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. I, be- I don't know either one of these men, let's make this clear. I believe Triple H is a different person because now people are praising this man for giving opportunities. At the time, he was always known for burying people. Like, this is a guy known for, known for the uh, the 2003 year where it was just the the, the, the year of the, the, the burial. And Triple H did bury a lot of people, you know? But like now, he you could tell he gets enjoyment. Him and Shawn Michaels get more enjoyment out of seeing other people succeed. You can just tell. And so um, I don't think Punk works well in that role. I think maybe him being under the sports entertainment banner, I'm doing air quotes again, maybe that's the way to go with, with Punk. You know, maybe I, here's my thing. I said this. I said I said this before. I just want people to be happy, man. Even if these are people who I don't know, they're here for my entertainment. I am. I truly believe this, JT. If people just can be happy, it'll, I'm happy. You know, and I'm hoping CM Punk is able to write. His last chapter, the way he wants it to go, um, but I still think. Now I will say this. I need to make this clear. With Punk returning, not Randy Orton, because Randy Orton, you can put him literally anywhere, whether it's in the mid card of WrestleMania, whatever. Orton will shine no matter what. We've seen that over the years. Randy Orton has had matches with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He's had matches with Kane at WrestleMania. You know, so he's he, he's good. CM Punk is a game changer because he's a main eventer. Nothing Randy Orton's not, but CM Punk is someone you have to keep in the mix, and it's noticeable when you keep him out of the mix. Randy Orton is really, really not because I believe he's been there for so many. He's I see Randy Orton like I kind of see Natalia. Like you can get great matches out of them, but if they're not in the mix all the time, you're okay with that, you know, because it's just like oh, okay, you know, he's they're there, they're, they're whatever. That sounds disrespectful, but I'm really not trying to be. Punk is someone that you notice. He, he gets people and keeps people talking. And the one thing I'll say is, if they're going to, because I do still believe this, JT, I firmly believe the plan for WrestleMania was Gunther versus Rollins. If you're, put, if you're pushing Gunther off, that's one thing. They should not be pushing off Cody Rhodes anymore. Cody should be the one. He, isn't, he ain't got to win the Royal Rumble. He already did that this year. That got out of nowhere. <laughs> But Cody needs to be the one to end Reigns. He Cody needs to be the one. Cody is your face. Punk is Punk is a good hand, but Punk is he, once his three years are done, he's probably gonna be done. Cody's your future. They should not interrupt that story. With that being said, I do disagree with you, JT. I think it definitely trumps and not me in your head, but in the the grand scale thing. I scale things. I do believe. Um, his his return, Punk's, does trump in so, a lot of people's minds, uh, Randy Orton's. But I, I agree with you on that one. But in the the grand, but that's me and you are such diehards. Those those things mean just as much. But I think in the grander scheme of things, other people would see it differently. But I do think it's two very important people to have WrestleMania because I I've always considered Survivor Series happens. SummerSlam season, I mean, excuse me, WrestleMania season happens. So, I don't know where they're going to go, but I don't think Cody should, I don't think his road should be impeded. I, I, I 
definitely think Cody Cody defended the chapter. Really? Um, because okay. what I was reading up on so right before they came out um, in Gorilla, it's of him in multiple angles and it's at the moment. Drew looked visibly upset in him leaving the arena and detailing the fact of how he left the arena. I don't think that's a word. And I thought I found it as well. The other thing I want to touch on was good. On the build up, Santos Escobar. I like where they're going with that storyline and how it's going to build to uh, him and Ray fight. I'm good with that. And kicking it off, definitely dope to me. Troll definitely points yesterday with me because they showed me that they have the groundwork, strong faction in the WWE. To see when when they do get rid of Bailey, he's going to lose anything because they're strong just before them. Um, so I, I agree. And uh, an article I read, I spoke about this on the Monday show, but it's, it's going to be it's backwards right now. Um, Triple H has vis- uh, apparently Triple H has vocalized to uh, higher management in WWE or like other people in WWE. Like one of his biggest frustrations with uh, the WWE is the fact that Japanese and Mexican talent really it's, they make it hard for him to get over. And I use the uh, I use the the the, the backhanded compliment where it's like. It's one of those things where, like, WWE is so good at what they do that sometimes it, ter- it, it it makes it hard to be a new fan sometimes. You know, like, you have to be a, a, a hardcore wrestling fan a lot of times to watch everything, obviously. But when, when it comes to, like, the Mexican wrestlers and stuff like that, the same way I feel about Tony Khan's booking of the women where he'll, he'll give them one match for some reason, sometimes it's hard to get into women's wrestling in AEW unless you're already into it because... Of how Tony Khan books these women sometimes, but like with 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 uh, WWE, I feel the same way about them. I felt this way since I was a kid. Like I love Bull Nakano. Bull Nakano is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, and it's a shame that she worked for WWE at one point in time, and not many people know who she is. She had a wonderful feud with um, Alundra Blaze, and like not many people know who it is, who she is. And I think sometimes people don't give Rey Mysterio the credit that he deserves because. Rey Mysterio was the one that he was able to take the WWE machine and make it work for himself as well. Oh, yeah, you guys want some of my mask? Cool. I can go up to each kid who has my mask and give them an experience. You know, like, you have to have that kind of business mindset that I don't know if the CMLLs have or uh, uh, the Triple A's have. I think a lot of times it's about the work rate. And, and, and look here, I'm not going to judge anybody for watching this work rate. But what it comes down to is sometimes you... you this is my point about this is Santos Escobar. Like, sometimes getting those guys over, you have to give them more time. Like, to me, they had a good match. But, man, if you would have gave them... And I understand, I understand why they didn't. This is not the blow-off. This is something that's... That, this is an appetizer for Escobar and, uh, and Mysterio. But, man, if you give those guys 14, 15 minutes to shine... Holy crap! They can make they can make gold happen. I I've seen both I've seen what both can do. I I remember Escobar under the 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 mask, you know, and so I feel like as far as they go, that's gonna be a work in progress. And I think Triple H is gonna, unlike Vince, Triple H will definitely spend the time to take the time to get those talents over. And so I do believe having EO Kyrie. Oscar together, I think that can help people who don't necessarily get EO. Oscar has hell of a personality. There's no way you, that can't rub off on you. Even when you see Kyrie, Kyrie has a personality if you let her show it. You know, so I think it's gonna be great. 
Um, I do have a question though. I wonder what happens with Dakota Kai though. Where does she go? Because she's she's an innocent one in all this. Bailey's the, the guilty one, <laughs> you know. So I do wonder where they go next with that. But I do agree with you. Uh, for me, outside of the women's uh, and the men's war games matches, it was a mixed bag. But it was also one of those things where um, that's kind of what I expect from these kind of pay per views. When you have two big time gimmick matches like the Royal Rumbles and stuff, usually the matches, the, the extra matches, you don't really get everything. All the time, you 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 very rarely get the whole enchilada, but I do agree with you on that. It's pretty interesting to me. War games. Think about where we were a year ago, a year ago, a year ago. The bloodline was in headline war games. The one thing that it made me think about: your WWE Universal Champion, in no title defense, 23. So in 2024, we're looking forward to the Royal Rumble, but it's like it's that title defense. It's we'll get into you know get into Royal Rumble and WrestleMania season. Reminded me of oh man, it's five title defenses in 2023 as a whole. That that to me like so. Uh, it stands out to me so much because we come, I come from an era, Ric Flair, you know, wrestling seven days a week, two times on Saturday. It's just so mind-boggling to me how MIA, and I get it, and smart and get paid, you know, knows what that is. Missing the world title match and the, all, all the paper matches were whatever, you always knew. So I hate that part has been a reoccurring thing how that goes but I love Survivor Series so much that I really didn't catch a whole lot of the three hour uh, AEW way that they ended the pay-per-view um so I watched uh um I was in to me I was in wrestling overload this is why I was I, I record those December shows because I've been I have been going pretty hard recently and last night like I after I watched uh Survivor Series I went in and immediately watched Collision um look here they're still building and as long as um I enjoyed the Brody King and Eddie Kingston match. Um, to me, that Continental Classic can be something built up over time, a couple of years where it means more. Like, to me, it could be their version of, like, the King of the Ring, where, like, it just feels special. As of right now, people don't really know what it is. Plus, at the same time, look here. I don't care what no one says. You Whether you're a stand for WWE, a hater, or someone who's in the middle like myself, WWE is the hottest hand right now. They, they are just hot right now. And they have, and they keep, and they, and they have kept you guessing. And if, that's why I brought up the whole Nick Khan thing, because him being the one to pull the trigger on on CM Punk, that's big. That's a big deal, because now he knows. And here's the thing: we all know this is a wrestling war. We know it. Nothing wrong with saying that. They, you don't get CM Punk after what he just did, went through, um, whatever, wherever you're, wherever you lay at on the situation. You don't go pick this guy up if you don't think it's a war. And look here, would I have loved for AEW to have kept him? Sure. But at the end of the day, it is, it's, it's, it's business. And um, I enjoyed Keith Lee doing what... They got Keith Lee back to what he's doing, dominating. Um, looks like he's going to be in the mix in something. You know, he was talking about lack of opportunities. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what, they, what plans they have for him. Um, outside of that, it was just that it really was based off the Continental Classic, man, and that's okay, you know. Like I, I it, Warner Brothers has to understand when you ask for two more hours of television, and WWE runs most of their pay per views on Saturdays now, you're gonna take some L's. You just are. Um, and also at the same time, let's let's be real, a lot of people are out on Saturday nights. Like me personally. I don't watch wrestling live all the time anymore. Like even my Wednesday nights have been essentially polluted 
by uh, by just just being busy, you know. So it, it it's 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 it was all right, but it's it, it was missable just because it's such the it's the beginning of the continental classic. So it's one of those things where it's the start of something, and once things start really cooking, I think that's when we will start to notice certain things. But um, as far as the ending goes, in my opinion, man. That was the second biggest ending of Survivor Series since Montreal. And we all know that Montreal was not supposed to happen, supposedly. <laughs> um, but this was. And the fact that now this feels, and I don't, you tell me what you think about this, JT. This feels like a Triple H creative run WWE. With Triple H, they started all the rest of them and started with Tap. Knew what the burning question was going to be. He knew what for him to get out of the way so long distract from him to get in that role. Ethereum needs him. That guy, you know, continues to show. He takes it to another level, even more up under his belt. That status of where he's contending for the world championship when that run comes, man, we're gonna have some great matches. Uh, type of class. Me, Gupta is uh, even a solid heel business right now. Gupta is one of those. MJF, no matter what side of the spectrum he's on, reminded me of last night. And it, and, and it was live um, the other other night, the paper for me at, at a live event. Just a random breakout. You know what moves the needle? And like you said, put on the gas. And that's what you're supposed to do when you have some of the best talent in the world. You know, love the women's division, love the men's division. Um, ultimately, you know, do they take the straps off of seeing my guy? You know, because there's so many tag teams that can they can fend for those titles. What's going on in a couple of different directions. And one of the best women champions of all time, and Rhea Ripley, who just continues to dominate. Um, and whether that happens at WrestleMania or not, I can see that somewhere down the line. Going storytelling in, in, in full circle. I think WrestleMania 40 of all time, if they let, if they just let. I said this, I said this too. And um, the reason why I'm, I'm kind of like all over the place is because I'm trying not to repeat myself. A, a lot of it still fits, especially with what you're saying. I agree. For all the records, think about this. WrestleMania, for the seats they've, they've already allotted. WrestleMania is already technically sold out as of right now. Obviously, we know they're going to open more seats. Now, those now those seats are going to have gone up to even more of a premium of a price because now you have two big time players back in the mix, and and you have one person in, in Randy Orton who I'll say this: doctors told him, "Hey, man, you shouldn't be wrestling anymore." But he clearly wanted to come back. He doesn't have to. His his legacy is cemented, literally, you know. And the thing he was doing before he left. Is no longer there. Matt Riddle's gone. Um, so I'll say that. I, I will say this, though. Um, just my final thought on Punk. And I have to say this because sometimes I feel like we're, as, as sometimes I feel like people are unfair. He did cause a mess at AEW. He caused it too. It wasn't just him, but he helped to cause that mess. I'm not hoping that he does this with WWE. I don't think he will. He won't be able to. I hope he understands what Triple H is doing. Triple H is a lot of faith in that locker room. And I, and I don't care what anyone says. There's no way for all the people who don't like, and there's a lot of people who don't like CM Punk. Kevin Owens has made it very clear. And Kevin Owens is pretty bl- a blunt person. He made pretty clear he's he doesn't like CM Punk from their ROH days. Uh, and I, I remember the story. Uh, it was something about T-shirts and Punk giving unwarranted advice, essentially. And so um, it, Triple H is taking a real risk on him. AEW, that wasn't the case. 
You know, AEW was brand new company and everything like that. Still brand new company, but like they 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 need a shot in the arm, and that's what ha- that's what happened. But this is different. Triple H has brought in a lot of those people himself. Allows people trust Triple H with his career. Johnny Gargano, for, for for one, he wouldn't go to any other company because he wanted to be under Triple H. You know, and so it's one of those things where I hope CM Punk really does understand the the faith that Triple H is putting in him in order to make sure he is good. Because it's, it's, getting money is good, but if you're getting money and it's causing problems, that's not so good, obviously. So, anyways, um, one thing I want to say about their women's division, I love their women's division. Um, recently, it's been announced that, or rumored, that Julia from Stardom is heavily being inspired to go, uh, or, quote, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, courted to go. I think she's going to go. I know she has said publicly a lot of issues she has with stardom. Um, so I can see her being in the, in the WWE soon. They still have not even debuted Jay Cargill. So that's another heavy hitter in the women's division they're going to have. Um, they have so many options for WrestleMania 40 that I wonder... I, I'm very interested to see what they do. Because... They've already kicked the Andre Giant Battle Royal off of the WrestleMania card. Last three years has not been that on the main card. How do you fit all this talent on these two nights? Because they, they, I will say this, JT, they've been very committed to only having WrestleMania be three hours each night because it's six hours, right? Which is already a lot. Which is already a lot of wrestling. How do you fit all these talents on this card? Because all of them deserve to be here. And also, JT, before I let you get before I let you get back, we still are missing a few people who are on the injured list. Like Sheamus is on the injured list right now. Rey Mysterio is on the injured list right now. So we still have heavy hitters who who are not to be accounted for. So And also, think about this. You, then you have megastars like Punk. Then you have stars who are trying to be megastars in L.A. Knight. Now where do you go with him? I, 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 I don't know, but this has blown all everything up. And I'm sure before Triple H brought him in, I'm sure they have something planned for him. It just, it's, it's interesting how things are going to go. Because I, I would have to imagine... CM Punk is number one now to win the Royal Rumble, but I don't know. Man, that's that's good. they got a good problem. Stand when they went the two days. Why they're a big fan of the two day thing? All the possibilities that they have, you know, roll with. Yeah, they have to run numbers up. I heard Triple H when he said that is a big deal. In your court, if anybody else gets in, it's because you dropped it. So I will say this, and, and I want your opinion on this. I feel like WWE, because they, they just do what they do so well, keeping their fan base, this is, I don't know how people are going to take this, but keeping their fan base happy with them, I, I believe it's not hard for them to keep their core fan base because uh, they're so loyal to them. You know, like these are people who have watched, will watch no matter what, they'll, they're diehards. The only way they could drop the ball is by giving too much too soon. Like to me, I like the Judgment Day. I like all of them in there. I really do. But my man, like literally, we can't have another 20, we can't have another year of them in the main event every single week. We just, we just can't do it. That's something, and I understand that Vince had control over some of the, of, of, of the, of the weeks this year, um, of the creative this year, but it can't be the same. They have, they have to do a better job of switching things up because now, if you think about it, and I've done my research on this, these t- these same guys have been feuding for literally the last... That's too long, JT. 
Like I understand, I, I I'm one of those guys that likes like long term booking. I love it, but this ain't this is, this is these are it's, it's just different uh, people having the same match. So they they now they have these people. They have to do a better job of mixing things up. Like why can't we see Bronson Reed on more on more main events? Like why is he not being used enough? Why you know like it's, once again and you know what that and I know they're gonna get to it. I do know they're gonna get to it. But to me, me seeing Gunther versus Miz, no disrespect to the Miz. It's time. Like, Gunther, to me, I feel is where I had Jay Cargill in AEW. It was cool to see her just destroy people, but I want to see you with the heavy hitters. I want to see what you got when you face the Chris Statlanders and, and stuff like that. I want to see... We already know what Gunther can do. Let's make this clear. I watched him in NXT UK. I'm, I'm there. But I want to see what he can do when he gets in the ring with Seth Rollins. I, I, even just give us a little taste of it. You know, but like they need to do a better job of switching these raw main events because I'm sorry, JT, three hours is already still a hard act for me. Like as much as I don't have the FOMO anymore for wrestling, do I? Do I love wrestling? I do, but three hours of raw is a lot. Like think about this, JT. Their raws are now longer than their pay per views. Their pay per views are two hours and forty four minutes. Like yeah. it's just too long, man. In the, in the first quarter, and as Brock Lesnar, we put them what storyline? Where do we go when when they do plug him back in? So, I didn't mention him because I, I talked about this on the Monday show, and people will hear this. I mentioned him on the Monday show as far as you plug him in with someone you want to with someone you want him to feud with for months. Like he did with Cody Rhodes this year. Someone he can just feud with, and he's, go, he, he's in and out. That's his one feud for the year, whoever that is. Um, I think, I know Gunther has been begging for a match. Because this is not 2003 Brock Lesnar, I don't want to see that match. Because it's just going to be Suplex City. If, excuse me. Now, if this was 2003 Brock Lesnar, that's a whole different ballgame. But I feel like wherever you plug Brock Lesnar in, it has to be to who he's going to feud with throughout the year. Thinking about it yes, yesterday and again today. Be him the solo, bro. Oh, yeah. Down drag out on the roster to build to. When I seen John Cena get spiked, you know, spiked to death, took me back to what Brock did when I was going out like that. But, you know, here or there, so much talent, so many storylines to look forward to as we end 2023 and get ready for 2024. So, I like the solo idea. And I'll say this the only reason I think it's not going to happen yet is because I think where they're going with solo is him. I think next year is his feud with Roman, because that's that's the last piece. That's the only thing that's keeping Roman outside of not showing up to work. <laughs> that's the only thing that yeah. keeps Roman Roman at the top is Solo, and it's clear we're gonna see Jay versus Jimmy. That match is already clearly booked. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think he's I think Solo's gonna be kind of off doing his thing with Roman for a little bit, which will take him out of um, any. Uh, any other feuds in the moment? I can't see Solo because they booked Solo very strong. I can, yeah. I could definitely see Solo holding Intercontinental Championship gold or U.S. gold next year. Um, but I, I I agree with you that, that that's a match that I I can't wait to see. But you know what? Thinking of Brock Lesnar, thinking what where you place Brock, you know what you can do. You know he he had he had a five star match with someone. At twenty four, I think it was twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen SummerSlam, CM Punk. Oh, you're right. 
Yeah. And did have a classic battle. So it just the, you know, beast and this and the other. And I, I do remember that match, but I never really, you know, it was like, man, like, uh, CM Punk, he held his own, but man, Brock is just so, you know, it's just kind of like when I see Randy, I mean, Randy looked like, man, you, you don't look, look like you just ran to wrestle, you look like you ready to go out and fight for real, mm-hmm. like, you definitely built different, you know, I look at it and I'm like, man, you know, over as well, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it, you know, that, yeah, 100% get their best work, I mean, I didn't have to do a whole lot match last night to, you know, in considering, God knows, I mean, said, medic said, hey, you don't need to do this, but man, we had to go through to get back in the state, get ready for last night, same respect that I had when Triple H came back from the quad, I'm saying that last time, those dudes, man, have to go through a tremendous amount of stuff, man, and I, and I respect them all, you know, what it takes to have to get back to where they were to be able to compete. So, before we get out of here, I do want to touch on the AEW a bit. Um, I said this, I keep saying this on the Monday show, but like, it's because it hasn't come out and I wasn't planning on doing the show. Um, but my thoughts are this. Now that it's official, now that Samoa Joe is challenging MJF for the, the World Heavyweight Championship at World's End, I feel the same way I feel now that I felt years ago when Samoa Joe had that feud with AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. I said to myself, I was like, well, if Samoa Joe's going to win the title, he's going to win it in Saudi. If he's not going to win it here, he's never going to win it. He didn't win it, obviously. If This is the time now. If you're going to put the title on Samoa Joe, now is the time to do it. Um, MJF has so many people clocking him. You know, he's not fully healthy. He's injured. Um, I, I, I don't know, um, I don't know, I haven't made my prediction yet, I know, I'm hoping Samoa Joe beats MJF, not because MJF hasn't had a great run, but we're over a year now, and I don't think it hurts MJF, because he does have so many people gunning for him to lose a belt, and eventually we're gonna have to get the devil reveal, so... That's my thoughts on that. I, I I don't have a prediction yet. I need to see how the booking goes, because as of right now, Samoa Joe's kind of been like a tweener. So like he's like, he's like he could have fought him on Wednesday, but he wasn't cleared. Now they're gonna main event this new pay per view. There's obviously a reason for that, and they're gonna and they and they're gonna want to go into the new year with a bang. But I don't know. You know, I I, I feel like personally, the time is now for MJF to lose a title, but. I'm, I'm torn, JT, because here's my thing. I know what I said last week. I'm still standing by what I said as well. Swerve has been on a roll this year. And I truly feel like the TNT Championship, no disrespect to what Christian's doing with it right now, but that's beneath Swerve and, what he's, and the work he's been putting in. And the fact that you gave him two straight victories over Hangman, that's a big deal. And now you have this upcoming Wednesday... My birthday, I'm getting a great gift, JT. I'm getting Jay White versus Swerve Strickland. Take my money, right? Um, but I don't know. I'm torn because I know where I want Swerve to be. Samoa Joe's been been locked into the storyline for six months too, and I kind of hoped I was kind of hoping to see him get a world title run too. What are your thoughts? Up in the air about MJF, Samoa Joe. And swerving Jay White, I could be in a great match. I'm be honest, man. I I think they're gonna wrestle a great match, but I think <clears throat> I think 
think Swerve continues the momentum and gets a, a, a major victory, hard-fought match. MJF, um, Samoa Joe, I got to see a little bit more. Can narrow it down because I want to say MJF retains. I ain't sure. And then with the devil revealed, that I know it's coming or should come soon. I get drugged out. Got to see a little, see it a little bit closer in order to figure it out. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. Um, I'm just at this point I'm just speculating, but it's it's I'm speculating because I'm I'm so torn on where I want these guys to go and how I want them to be. But um, last thing we'll talk about with AW because I want your opinion on this. So it was reported that Jay White was not happy with the booking of his world title feud with MJF. Now, here's my thoughts. I thought he was booked pretty strong. You know, um, we know what he can do from his days in New Japan. We know that. Um, But if we're being honest here, I thought it was booked as strong as it could be because this was clearly something that came up on the fly. He was, in my opinion, not supposed to be in the world title picture yet. This happened because Adam Cole got hurt. You know, I truly believe everything we're seeing MJF do is all a substitute because of the injury to Adam Cole. But I actually, when I look back at his feud, I don't think he was, if anything, yeah, he lost to an injured guy, air quotes, but it took a diamond ring and distraction. I thought he was very well protected. What do you think? Do you think he was buried in his world title feud? I think he was buried, but also I, I think it came too soon too. So I, I never got the the inkling that he was going to win the title, and because it, it came on the heels of you know Adam Cole being injured, it's like everything was just kind of a subplot in for that. So I really never could really get serious about any, anybody that was you know challenging because I know it was a plan B and a C. And so I you know I don't agree with you know him on that. But I will say this. I do think he's a strong wrestler. It, it definitely gives Swerve a great match in the run. But any anything, him taking the title off MJF, nah, I never never really seriously um, even thought twice about that. Yeah, me either. That's why when I saw it, I was like, I don't know where, this is, where any of this is coming from. But, I mean, look, I do, I'll say this. I, I, and I understand what Tony Khan is doing. He's, he's constantly trying to involve the, involve the ROH stuff because when he gets his deal next year from Warner Brothers, he wants that to also um, include ROH. I, I, I do think we, I think Tony Khan, what he needs to do is not be Vince McMahon. He needs to do what Triple H is doing. Have someone like Tony Schiavone, someone you trust, run ROH and not worry about that. And you focus on Dynamite. Because here's my thing. When you, you can tell when a wrestler has a pulse. Like when I see Tony Storm, I that's all Tony Storm, man. She literally took an acceptance speech for her world championship, and it's a three it was a three minute segment, JT, all three minutes, and they were all great three minutes, short and sweet to the point. Like I think he needs to collaborate with people more as far as because he's still new to his booking thing. He is, you know. And look here, Jay White's a top player, and as you just said. That's the other thing too. It clearly came too soon. They could have put someone else in that into that feud. So I'm kind of wondering why they even didn't go back to the Samoa Joe thing. You know, they kind of blew that off really fast just to go back to it. So that confuses me. So I'm sure we'll hear more reports as the, as the time comes up. But I guess as we are putting it into the show, I want I want to give some quick final thoughts. Like, what are your final thoughts from? Whatever of the world of wrestling this week. You can talk about whatever you want to. What are your final thoughts? What sums up this week in wrestling to you, JT? Well, really, 
really sums up this week in wrestling is a strong that of the WWE strength, not only in roster, to be able to bring you best of the best. I, you know, AEW content of, of, of programming, I was a wrestling that content that they're putting out. You know, got to give kudos. Tony Khan, you are new to booking the world in your hands. Now, what you do with it is going to determine how everything pans out. As far as WWE, I'm looking forward to the Monday after Survivor Series now. What are you going to do to follow up such a solid premium a premium event? I have nothing left but NXT. You're going to follow up in, in November and give us so much momentum going into this in the year. And kudos to a strong week of wrestling. Build up, you know, to uh, and look forward to not just seeing Punk on Raw, but Randy Orton. Will he be there? You know, what what is the fallout from the Survivor Series? And thank you for giving us a premium live event and giving us something to look forward to Monday Night Raw. Can you maintain the momentum um, is what I'm looking forward to in AEW as well to build the storyline of the Continental storyline where it pertains to the devil. We'll see, we'll see. We'll be tuned in. Yeah, so uh, the, it's a hell of a cliffhanger. Um... And my thoughts of the recent, the week in wrestling is crazy, uh, confusing, frustrating, <laughs> um, exciting, but also at the same time, stuff like this is the reason why, what no matter what you think about wrestling, no matter what period you prefer, this is the reason why I had FOMO before. Like I wasn't mad that I woke up to a text message from JT saying CM Punk. That made me say okay. Now I have a game plan. Now I know. Now I know how I'm gonna watch the show. That was, to me, that's exciting. To me, it's like looking at it, seeing like, okay, seeing how everyone's going crazy online over Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins just said, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna eat this up," you know. I mean, this guy are more likely to work together. It's just seeing stuff like that. To me, that's what makes uh, being a fan exciting. So, anyways, uh, with that being said. Uh, Yes, check us out. Um, I'm just gonna drop this episode, <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be out. I'm gonna probably have to be the part two of Monday show um, because it's just it's so much. But as you guys can tell by the way I'm talking, like I've written no script, I've put no notes down, just pure me, just you know, giving me my thoughts. And I haven't really taken in everything yet. But look here, it's a good thing. As JT said, we'll be tuning in. So for JT, for Soul Chemical. You know, this is I See Things a Little Differently, and we are out.